Hi friends, welcome to another episode of Care Package to Japan. I am your host, Evangeline. Now let's get started with today's episode. I am super excited to chat with Bao because he is literally like my little brother and we've been through a lot together. So hi Bao, thank you so much for being on the show today. Hi, thank you for having me on the show today. I'm excited and looking forward to uh, this conversation that we're having. Do you want to tell the listener how we met? I met you become, before I be, really became your friend. You were like someone who would live with like uh, from my college fellowship. So I went to a college fellowship called WACF Asian American Christian Fellowship in Berkeley, California. You're, you live with uh, someone who's in my fellowship. So we uh, usually hang out in our apartment and then that's why I came to meet you. But I don't think I really got to know you on, until I uh, start knowing your little sister better. So really become friends on our own term. We also went to Paris together, so that, I think that's really cool too. And that's really deep in our friendship. Oh, super fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was awesome. You guys should also go to, you guys should also go to Paris if you have a chance. So how did Paris, um, I know we're going to talk about Japan on this show, but how, how did Paris even happen? Yeah, how did that even happen? I think it's just like, I think it's just like, uh, you travel to a lot of places and then you uh, explore the world a lot on your own. I think in one of the explorations that you decided to go to Paris and just invited me along. I'm like, yeah, I could go to Paris. I want to see Paris. So I decided to tag along and that was super fun. And we ate a lot of good food. Oh, we did. It was super cold, but we ate a lot of the food. Yeah, Paris has really good food. Yeah, so for people who are listening, I highly recommend just saying yes to traveling and yes to going with your friends because it is the best. And we had so much fun right now. Yeah, and I would definitely encourage people just to like, yeah, just to even like if it's last minute, just to try things out, you know, try uh, things you never experienced before and just uh, say yes to any random things that may sound fun super last minute for you i i don't i think i planned it first and then i literally was like wow like next week i'm going to, it was next week maybe like two weeks maybe a little bit more than that but maybe it like was three a weeks, little yeah. bit three weeks yeah and then yeah. you're like yes yeah this show is about japan we're not going to talk about paris because that will sidetrack us <laughs> we can save paris for maybe another another time um yeah. so let's talk about japan I actually don't remember when was the last time that you went to Japan. Was it with my sister and Monica? I think the last time I went to Japan was with your sister. It was uh, like a couple years ago. It was for Imer concert, I think. Mm-hmm. Last time I went to Japan was with your sisters. I think that was when your sister decided to study abroad in Japan for her uh, program. And then she decided to uh, invite me to Imer concert. So I went to Imer concert with her. So. Both me and your uh, and your sister, uh, Becca, we really enjoy uh, Imer and listening to Imer, and we're huge Imer fans. And so she just invited me to Imer concert, and we uh, got tickets off third-party websites because it's really hard to get tickets in the U.S. And then we uh, went to Imer concert in Budokan. It was really, it was really amazing. I uh, love Imer and love hearing Imer, listening to Imer. So for the listeners who don't know who Imer is. How would you describe her, her style of music, who she is, and what do you like about Imer? So Imer is a, it's a J-pop artist, so she's a, 
she's mostly known for her uh, little bit husky voice. She has a very, uh, I think she came to Terminate on her own now. She's a uh, scenes for a lot of animes. So I think like if uh, the listeners watch anime, the she uh, she scenes for a lot of famous animes like Face uh, Day Night, and then also uh, yeah, and I think also the. the the like she also like sing for like other famous anime as well. So I think like if you are a big anime fan, you definitely uh, want to see who Imer is because uh, yeah, she is uh, definitely very popular these days with uh, uh, anime folks. What emotions are evoked when you listen to Imer? Imer's style changed over time, but I think in the past, like when she first started, she definitely like sang pretty sad songs because like of the things that she's going through so it's definitely like very like melancholy and very like like it definitely like conveys her emotion across and it definitely also like shows that she's like looking at the star wishing for things that were to happen and along those lines but now i think she sings more popular songs so definitely like songs are like like basically like uh, better for not better for listener but like more like in lines with listeners but and they're very popular in the sense like they um it's really easy to remember those songs talk about this a little more because i feel like there's a theme of japanese people or japanese culture being how do i articulate it they do experience deep emotions but at the same time it's not necessarily breath in the same way that Westerners express it. For example, in the United States, people can be very animated in the, in the way they express their emotions and laugh really loud. They will talk really loud. When they see their friends, girls will, you know, scream, etc. And then when they're, when they see their partner, maybe there's more PDA. Whereas in Japanese culture, it's a little bit more muted, but at the same time, I feel like the emotion and depth is also there. Would you agree with that or would you disagree with that? Like, what have you seen from your interaction with Japanese people visiting Japan and also looking through like J-pop, Japanese drama or anime? What are your thoughts on that, Val? Oh, I think this, I think this is, I definitely will speak from my experience. I, I don't want to speak for like every Japanese people out there, but I would definitely say that uh, I would, like, I think Japanese people definitely, as a general, I would say they will have a harder time than the Western people when it comes to uh, express their emotions. Like especially with Imer, right? Like she expresses her emotions through her songs, not necessarily uh, through any other means. Most Japanese people, it's more conformist. Our appearance, they basically all Japanese people look the same, and a lot of them are like workaholic. A lot of them leave their emotions behind. I would definitely say that like we definitely feel emotion. All all of us feel emotion. So, but people in Japan definitely do not express emotions but they do feel emotions i just back to jesus because 
we're both followers of Jesus. And this is what I've been thinking about. Like, what does it mean to have emotions yet be following Jesus in expressing our emotions? Because Jesus definitely did express emotions in various scenarios. But what does it mean to, like, I'd love to hear from you. What does it mean to, one, have emotions, express them, but not sin? Because Jesus was able to do that perfectly. Yeah, yeah, Jesus, like, in the Bible, literally, the Bible literally says Jesus wept. So I think Jesus definitely expressed emotions, a lot of emotions, but, and, but at the same time, Jesus is perfect. I think as a believer of Jesus, express our emotions we should definitely not hide our emotions and we should definitely give some thought to our emotions in the sense like we shouldn't like suppress them and we shouldn't forget about them and we should instead we should just accept that we are emotional we are emotional creatures and we're emotional human beings because jesus is and because god created us to be so i think one of the most difficult thing it's really hard to be emotional and not sin because a lot of times when I express emotions or when I feel really down or when I cry, would just like be soaking there for like many days straight without doing anything. I think that's definitely not very healthy. So definitely, I definitely look to Jesus ways to express emotions, but not be boggled down by your emotions. Like to be able to feel, but to be able to move on and be able to use that feeling to do something more powerful as Jesus wept. So I think Jesus definitely expressed emotions, a lot of emotions, but at the same time, Jesus is perfect. I think as a believer of Jesus, I definitely think express our emotions. We should definitely not hide our emotions and we should definitely I think it's really easy to sin in our emotions because uh, I think because a lot of times, like when we do certain actions, we uh, usually think think like what what would this lead to? How would this benefit the kingdom of God? How would this benefit uh, another party? Where like how would this benefit me per se? But when we are emotional, I think like oftentimes we skip those steps of like thinking of uh, what are actually the consequences of action. So that's why I think it's really, really easy to sin during our emotions. And I think just, uh, yeah, I think at that point, we're just relying on the grace of God and God's forgiveness for us being uh, uh, us being weak and us being, not being able to, uh, yeah, just not like doing, doing like, actions that we didn't think of having consequences because we are uh, because we uh, act because of based on emotions
you know how so this is not just i don't think it's just tied to japan particularly i think this is tied to i want to speak mainly for east asians because i don't know if this applies to entire the entire like asian population um but being east asian myself i feel like emotions is something that is not very emotional health is not something that people are very aware of because uh like japan many east asian countries are collective in terms of society there's this phrase in japan where if a nail sticks out it will get pounded back in so that everything is lined up the same way and in that kind of cultural context there's many good that comes out of it and at the same time there's also mm-hmm. uh, for lack of a better word maybe oppression or, or being suppressed in terms of individuals mm-hmm. ability to one develop their own voice yeah. and two knowing how to articulate it and express it to the world and mm-hmm. i feel like in the bible when it when jesus tells us to lay down our life for our brothers and sister yeah he doesn't mean it as a way of oh be passive aggressive about it like he yeah. doesn't mean it in a way of like oh don't understand your emotions just suppress it like i, I feel like what he means is do the work to actively know what what your emotions are but actively choosing to lay it down and choosing to sacrifice mm-hmm. after you acknowledge what you are experiencing inside from your brother's that's yeah. what i kind of learned on recently and i love to share with you yeah, awesome on that as well when we sacrifice for the kingdom of god when we sacrifice for our brothers and sisters i think our emotions our feelings is something that we uh is something that we should like lay down at the hand of jesus uh, but at the same time we should acknowledge that those exist and we should acknowledge that we have those thoughts we have those emotions and we have those uh sins and before we uh lay them down i think like it's it goes back to the idea that we should accept that we are sinners before we could accept jesus we should accept the fact that we are emotional we are bound by emotion before we uh lay them down at jesus feet it's it's who he created us to be it's who uh, we are so i think to me it is right therefore to accept that those are part of me and then proceed to like proceed to future based on knowing that and based on like giving those up if uh, god calls us to give those up and i think it's really difficult to do that while being asian per se because like i think you personally know what it's like to be like a 
like Asian male or like just Asian in general that you're not necessarily supposed to show your emotions. Like, I don't think like my uh, dad or even ever told me that he loves me, but I know he really deeply loves me. It's, it's kind of like those ideas. And I think it's, I think that's kind of difficult, but at the same time, like it's, it's, a, it's, it's something that I personally trying to work towards something I try to, uh, even though I grew up in a very Asian, very broken household, I still try to use the love that God shows for us to learn and to uh, be a more perfect child of Jesus so that I could show my emotions, so that I could um, show God, show others who God created me to be, to be an example for others, but at the same time be able to overcome struggles of my own as well. Wow, thank you so much for sharing. I'm so proud of me, Bao, by the way, like as your sister. Uh, by the way, we're not actually blood related, but Bao is literally like my little brother. So as your sister, Bao, I am just so proud of you. Yeah, and along with that topic, um, I think something that I have been continually surrendering to the Lord is uh, for the listeners who are aware, my sister recently, actually, I don't know if I announced this on the show yet. Um, my sister recently moved to Tokyo. I think she moved about a week ago. Was it a week ago or a week and a half ago? I don't remember. It was, uh, I think a week ago. Like it was last, last, uh, last Monday, I think. Wow, it's a week. Yeah, so she just got to Tokyo. And as her older sister, of course, I pray for her. Of course, I worry about her. And something that I do worry about and have been continually surrendering to the Lord is my sister, in my opinion, and you can try and try and on this out. My sister, in my opinion, is very, I don't know if strong headed is the right word, but she has a very strong personality. And in recent years, her personality has gotten even more distinct. And as her older sister, I worry that her personality will have a hard time in a society like Japan, where women don't speak up as much, where women cannot be as, not that women can't be as opinionated, but women are typically more soft-spoken and have this, there is this cultural um, connotation of what a quote-unquote um, woman should look like and she doesn't necessarily fit that mold and as her older sister of course I worry about her on one like are people not going to like her um, and two the sacrifices she will have to make when she decides to lay certain things down in order to serve the people and also the pushback she's going to get when she decides that like, hey, this is one aspect of my personality that God really wants to use me through. And it might go against the Japanese culture. So there is that tension there of like, when does she partner with God and how he made her to be? And when does she actively lay those down to serve the people around her? So that's something that you know, I have thought about and I do worry about over her, but I can't do anything except to surrender it and give it to the Lord and pray for my sister, of course. 
So for the listeners who are out there, please favor my sister. <laughs> yeah, what do you think about that, Val, of what I just shared? I would definitely say encourage everyone to pray for uh, uh, pray for Becca, pray for her journey in Japan. Pray that it, it will be glorifying to God. But I would definitely say that I am extremely worried as well. But at the same time, I've seen how I've seen how uh, strong your sister is. I've seen that if she really believe something she will definitely follow this through she will definitely do whatever she can to make sure that it will it will happen and i think that is one the strength of your sister and i think japan is definitely something that's very deep to her heart for a while and i think now that she's in japan i think she will definitely follow this through and i think i think like i am definitely worried about like her experiences in Japan, but I definitely think that I like, I'm not super worried if like, because like, I know that she's really has strong in a society where women, women are uh, expected to conform. Women are expected to behave like other women, to behave like everyone else and not to say anything in love. And I think like your sister is very different from that, but I do think like it's a uh, it's a way for her to stand out. It's a way for God to work through her because she is different from everyone else. Just as Jesus is different from other people around him. Uh, I think that, yeah, she will definitely like be able to stand out. But at the same time, like, I do worry if she does, like, can't make any friends, but I think, I think I think I think I talked to her and I think she accepted the fact that uh, she is not there to be peacekeepers per se. Jesus is not Jesus not came to Earth to be a uh, to be uh, to be uh, just to be. Uh, Jesus came here to make to uh, stir something up to us to not just. Uh, allow the old ways but to create a new way and i think that's something i think that's something that's cool about your sister that she is willing to do that and that she's willing to um not just not give in to societal demands but to i think like create something new create something uh that's important to the kingdom of god and i think because of that she may make a she may like be outcasted but do you think even because of because of that god will definitely have a plan for her and god will definitely have a place for her and i think and i think and i pray that she will be successful she will be glorified to god in japan so even though i am worried about her i am also very excited to see what she's in she's going to do and what she will do now that she's in japan great and dear listeners this is how missions work we send people and there's people in the sending country that are praying for the people who are in abroad so becca we are praying for you team bow and team evangeline are cheering you on we're cheering we're on team becca we are cheering you on we're praying for you we're definitely worried but we love you and jesus loves you jesus has got you yes 
Jesus will definitely take care of Becca. And I think the only thing that we could do is to pray. But and pray, but prayer is really powerful too. So it's uh, we are definitely giving her all that we have. There are so many things I want to do when I visit Japan next. I think the most, I think the first thing that crossed my mind is definitely food. I think to me and to you, I think food is definitely very important to both of us. Oh my gosh, what do you want to eat? <laughs> what are we going to eat, Val? What are we going to eat? There, there, there are so many things to eat in Japan. I think like it really depends on the where do we go. But I think one thing that I really do, do want to eat is Japanese sushi. I think. Japanese sushi is like, like if you think U.S. sushi is good, I think Japanese sushi is like ten times better. The fishes are way more fresh, and then also, uh, I think even the rice quality is way better too. So I think that's definitely something in my uh, bucket list. No, like healthy food, but you and I, we also really like dessert. <laughs> oh man, I can just I can't wait to go to all the coffee shops and get all the cakes with you. It's going to be so fun. Yeah, also uh, Japanese crepes too. I think I really enjoy Japanese crepes as well. That was amazing. Ooh, when you, so last time you went, did you get crepes in Harajuku? Yeah, I, I got crepes in Harajuku. It's, uh, I would, I, I would definitely say it's, uh, it's definitely very good. It, it's, uh, like, uh, to our listeners out there, I think Japanese crepe is very different from French crepe. Japanese crepe, I think, is usually way more uh, sweet and way more uh, like they add a lot more. Th- Things under, like uh, like ice cream and strawberry and those kind of things. Do you remember what exactly you had when you were in Japan last time? I definitely remember I got a strawberry crepe because a strawberry was a, strawberry is my favorite fruit and I uh, love strawberry. I think definitely has whipped cream as well, but I can't remember anything else. Wait, why why is Harajuku really known for crepe? I don't I don't know why, but I just know Harajuku is like associated with crepes. And how, how would you even like describe, for people who don't know Harajuku, how would you describe that area or what it is? I, I think it's like, so there, I think there are two parts of Harajuku. There is the main avenue, which is like more, more of a shopping district, like the Japanese like fashion is based on Harajuku. And then I think there's a side street where like you get to like, and there's a lot of crepes and then they also have like a lot of makeups. They have a colored, they have a color contacts and those kind of things. And they have a very small, a lot of, lots of gift shops. So I definitely think, think like it's like place that you go to, place you go for style. And I think it's like, it's where like, I think it's like also like where like trends are set. I think that's the way I would describe it. For people who's never been to Japan or Harajuku, like if you want to see people in cosplay, I think Harajuku is like the place to go. And how would you describe what cosplay is, Al? Oh, uh, I would definitely say that I think cosplay is uh, like it's like when you dress up as some other character. So like, like for example, like I uh. 
like watch a lot of anime, right? And my favorite character is Eimer. If I were to say like we were to cosplay Eimer, like that means like someone were to dress up like Eimer, or like you could also dress up as like a fictional character, like for example like like normal movie like right people dress up as sword, so that would be a, like a form of cosplay as well. So it's just like you dressing up as like someone else, where you uh pretending to be someone else. Have we went to anime expo together? I don't remember. I don't think we have. We have not. I oh. went with your sister. Oh, you went with my sister. Okay. I yeah. don't remember who I went with. I've definitely been one year. Do you, do you want to go? Do you want to go this year? I'm down. What is it? Do you, do you know? It's uh, it's always the July Fourth weekend. Oh, okay. I would be down. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's in LA, right? It's in LA. It's in Convention Center. Okay. Yeah, we can talk. We can talk more about this offline. <laughs> I would be. I would definitely. I would highly. Consider. What anime is? What anime are you watching right now? Uh, I'm. I think currently it's in between anime seasons, and I think last season I think I watched uh, Demon Slayer, and I think that is one of the best anime I've seen. Also, I remember seeing the opening for Demon Slayer. So for any people out there, you guys should watch Demon Slayer. It's definitely an amazing anime. What is so amazing about it? I heard it's like what everyone's literally been talking about. And when I was in Asia last year, when I was in Taiwan, Demon Slayer things were everywhere. Like everywhere I went, it was like Demon Slayer and the little kids would talk about it. But I'm not even sure if it's appropriate for little kids, to be honest. It looked kind of scary. It's, it's, it's a little bit bloody, yeah. Okay. What's so good so about I, Demon Slayer? So I think Demon Slayer is good uh, for multiple reasons. First, the music is good. Uh, I remember seeing the songs. So uh, yeah, so that's one thing that I would definitely encourage because I love Imer. And then Yuki Kajira uh, did the did the insert songs for Demon Slayer. And I think Yuki Kajira is one of the most famous uh, songwriters out there. Uh, Besides that, uh, I think Demon Slayer has one of the best graphics, one of the best animations out there. And like, if you were to like watch it, I think you will definitely be impressed by the animation style. And also, I think the story-wise is, is I would say it's definitely not. I would definitely say it's pretty good too. And I definitely doing enjoy watching the character growth watching all the characters come to their own in demon slayer and yeah i think uh based on like those qualities i think it's definitely one of the better animes out there because like it's almost everything about the anime is done very well you're saying fix is better than your name i would say it's different i think demon slayer is more uh it's more like an action anime. It's more like, like uh, along the same style as like uh, Attack on Titan, and those style is like more like you you uh, get to see him fight monsters. You get to see him. Uh, you get to see him like come to his own. But I think your name is a little bit different because your name definitely is an anime that uh, it's emotional and definitely that makes you think and definitely. Uh, it's more like aligned with like uh, like Western mo- uh, movies. That's like I think Demon Slayer is more like along the lines of superhero movies, whereas your name is more along the lines of like 
uh, movies that like do make you think. So I think like they're like different style, but I think both of them are good on their own. Which one do you like better, or which which type which type of style they were preference? I personally prefer uh like like a slice of life anime. So basically, people uh, anime that's based on like people's life rather than anime that's about like action. Because I, I personally feel like there are a lot of animes on action, and those are those tend to be popular because uh, people, especially younger people, love like f- fight scenes. And but I, I personally prefer like anime that make you think more, anime that like that conveys an emotion. Do you uh, do you watch any animes? I am currently not watching anything. For a while, I was trying to connect with my high school friends. Shout out to Greg and Franklin. So we would, during lunch, we would Zoom and we would watch Attack on Titan together. We started season four, but we haven't gotten very far into season four. And to be honest, Attack on Titan, the story is getting kind of crazy. Like, <laughs> I was like, what is going on? And it's just like, every, like, it's like a mind blown every season. And like, I just, like every time the season ends, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like the anticipation of what's going to happen next. And it's a lot to digest. Yeah. Like that show is a lot to digest. I think that show really reveals a lot about human nature and that's why i like a lot of animes because i feel like japanese content creators um or japanese manga artists or anime creators they're very thoughtful um well not not every anime some animes are very lighthearted um but some animes are very deep in terms of what it reveals about the human nature so for example I would say one of the theme in Attack on Titan is almost like human. Yeah, yeah. I definitely do agree with you. You know, since like Japanese animes, Japanese content creators are way more likely to exp- ex- uh, express human natures in the form of uh, those characters rather than like expressing themselves because I think. It's, I think like it's kind of crazy to think like that, like to think that those animes like are actually are very expressive of how people act, how how humans are, and how uh, humans behave. Whereas like if you look at Japanese society as a whole, uh, there people are like not likely to express to express their emotions, to express their natures. So I think it's kind of crazy that those content creator uses anime as an outlet to for people to be able to feel and for people to be able to relate to. You articulated that perfectly. I feel like the creative arts in Japan are so much more in depth in terms of in terms of emotion when compared to what's in pop culture in the U.S. For example. Marvel or like the musics that are out there in 
for example, Taylor Swift. Um, like Taylor Swift was great, but um, I think the music that are produced by Amer and the animes that really portray human nature have so much depth to them. They definitely do have a lot of depth to them, but I would definitely say that in the U.S., like Marvel movies and Taylor Swift, they're definitely very popular because they're uh, because they uh, definitely like uh, they definitely uh, appeals to a wide variety of audiences. And that, like, I wonder if it's because I mean, maybe this is a theory. I don't know if it's true or not. Um, I wonder if it's because like people in the U.S. are more individualistic and are more expressive with their emotions. They're not as well. I don't know if that's true, but but maybe that's why the creative arts in Japan has so much more depth because people need to express their emotions in some some other forms. So maybe I don't know. That's just a theory. I can't prove that, but. <laughs> I think something along those lines too, but I guess it's, it's a, like my thoughts as well. Like not, I can't speak for Japanese people, I can't speak for American people, but I would definitely say that uh, uh, American people, Americans, we definitely think along the line of what I want, me, everything's about me. And then like, it's, I think like, I don't literally want to portray this to America, but I do feel like America, a lot of Americans do think the world definitely revolves around ourselves. And I think that's definitely very different from Japanese culture. I think Japanese culture, you're taught to not be a burden to anyone else. You're taught not to uh, like just disturb the public peace. So like, for example, in the US, right? During subways, you definitely could hear people like yelling, people people singing or people like just uh, talking loudly. In Japan, that rarely happens because you don't, you do, you do not want to be the one who uh, basically disturb the public peace. You do not want to be the one who stand out, and you do not want to, uh, yeah, just uh, just be the one who uh, just uh, yeah, be hurtful to other people. And I think that's a major difference between U.S. and Japan. I think, and I think because of that, because in Japan you you are taught to uh, not be a burden to anyone else. It's hard for you. Uh, people in general to express themselves in certain ways. I think that's why, like, they may relate to some uh, anime, some uh, uh, outlets there to express their emotions. Oh, and like, it's so interesting comparing those two cultures because, you know, both cultures have pros and cons. And tying it back to Jesus, I feel like he does it so perfectly because he knows who he is so he's not scared of going against culture at the same time he is the one who loves unconditionally and sacrifices supernaturally and lays down his life so it's like so mind-boggling how jesus is able to do that like hold that tension Yes, Jesus is able to navigate both individualistic and also like cultural uh, acceptance very well. Like, in the sense, like Jesus definitely went against uh, things that are of the like went against the cultural norm, right? To preach his gospel, but at the same time, 
you see that Jesus fulfilled every single uh, law, fulfilled every single requirement as well. And so it's like, it's really amazing to see how Jesus is able to do both at the same time. And then still like, yes. And like, yeah, and it's really amazing to see that. I, I mean, I think I definitely do see Jesus through the Japanese culture. I think for us, like for me personally, I see Jesus everywhere that everywhere that I look. And I think in Japanese culture, you definitely see Jesus in the sense like you see how nice people are to each other and how uh, like amazing people are to each other and how like people like think for others before they think for themselves. And I think that's something like that, something that I, I personally strive towards. And I think that's something that I encourage people out there to uh, do is just like, when you th- uh, think about what others want before you think about what you want. I think if everyone does that, I think like, I think uh, the world, I think will be a better place. And I think that's definitely one defining trait of Jesus. He definitely is very selfless. He definitely, willing to give up himself for others he literally died on the cross for all of us i'm just gonna brag about you for a little bit about i think you are awesome um yeah like for the listeners that don't know bow um i've known bow for many years and i think bow you are very good at loving those who's hurt you you're very good at not judging others, even when they've intentionally hurt you. Um, so I just really want to say that you do that well, wow. Like I know people have hurt you in the past, have bullied you, have wronged you um, for the beautiful ways that God created you. Um, and I've just seen how you turn the other cheek and is able to really still love. Um, I think that's very powerful and loving of you. And I honestly don't think many people even do that well within the church. And I'm really proud and glad you're part of the body of Christ because you just really embody that. Um, So I just wanted to share that and tell you that about, yeah. I think it's very encouraging that you uh, you think a lot, you think that because I definitely like feel like it's definitely something that I'm struggle with, with and that's something that I'm working towards because I definitely see how much Jesus loves us. So and I definitely see like how much uh, like holding grudges, holding uh, or holding just bad feelings about other people could cause. And I also feel like even if people wrong me, it is my perception that they wrong me. They may actually feel like something else, right? So it's, it's. I don't think, and I don't think people. I don't think people I meet wrong other people intentionally. I think there's. I mean, there there are cases when like someone actually do something intentionally bad against someone else. But I think in most cases, it's my perception that they wrong me, which means like, it's. I I could just clarify like on how I could be uh, friends with them and how to move forward by knowing how they feel, by knowing how uh, I could do better. And I think it's definitely a, and I think like relationship is definitely a two-way street. And I think uh, friendship is definitely a two-way street too. And I think conflict resolution is definitely uh, 
something important, even to the body of Christ. And I think because of that, uh, me personally, I uh, definitely do try to forgive and definitely do try to uh, love other people, even if I perceive that they may hurt me, even if I perceive that they may wrong me, because uh, I feel like it is my perception of that. And I do feel like deep down, they may actually truly care about me, you know? I am proud of you, Bao. I hope you know that. Uh, thank you. That's definitely very encouraging to you. And uh, I'm definitely very uh, proud of you too. For what a awesome sister of Christ you have become. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast today. It's been absolutely fun talking and geeking out with you over anime and Imer and my sister. I think Japan definitely brought us together and I think I definitely am looking forward to the next time we uh, are going to visit Japan together. Come up with five things that you want to eat together when we go to Japan next together. Because we're going to go to Japan together. We don't know when, but it will happen. So come up with five things that you want. So definitely sushi. That's one. I would definitely want to eat a ramen. I, I would also maybe want to try tempeyaki. So like those like like fried fried steak, those kind of things. And. Maybe like try kaiseki, like traditional Japanese courses. And then I think the last one, I definitely want to try okonomiyaki too. How about for you, is there anything else? Is there any, what are the things that you want to eat when you go to Japan? We will definitely eat all of those. And we should definitely eat a lot of, um, but there's these baked cheesecakes that are really good. Ooh, they're almost kind of like egg tarts. They look like yeah. egg tarts, but they're baked cheesecake. I definitely want to get those. Yeah, yeah, those, that sounds amazing. Yeah, and I also want matcha ice cream. Oh, that sounds amazing too. And I also want. Um, <laughs> and I also want. <laughs> and I also want taiyaki. You know the fish. Yeah, yeah, um, the, the fish. Yeah, the fish with stuffing in it. Dude, that's that's. Yeah, I love that. And also the souffle pancakes. <laughs> We will eat all of those. Now. We will literally eat <laughs> every day. We'll just go out and eat. It'll be amazing. It will be amazing. We just gotta like before we go. We gotta like lose twenty pounds first before we go, and then gain it all back during our trip. Yeah, but it, to, to be fair, I think Japanese meals are actually quite healthy. So I don't think we will gain that much. Well, they are quite healthy, except I think when we go, we're gonna have we, like five meals. We a eat day. like five meals yeah. a day. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, we should. I'm gonna start my workout regime. Right. So exactly. Exactly. We'll start today, and then whatever yeah, we'll start the today. order opens up, then then we'll be super fit and skinny. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, thank you so much for being on the show, Bao. Yeah. Thank you for having me. That's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, please give a five star on Apple Podcast. And if you would like to be featured on the show, 
email carepackage to japan at gmail.com and i love to chat with you as well until next time also please consider giving the show a five-star review on apple Podcasts. that really helps other people find the show as well